You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Inspiration is at the heart <laughs> of all creation. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow. You're listening to the Extra Magic Hour, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Join the team in the studio as they bring you the spirit of Disney through park news, history, and tips and tricks to make your Disney Parks vacation even more magical. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Extra Magic Hour. We are a Disney Parks podcast brought to you by Walt's Apartment and the Disneysider.com. What do you get when you bring together a group of like-minded Disney Parks fans from all over the country? You get the Extra Magic Hour. Now hang on to them hats and glasses. Here's the best Disney Parks podcast in the wilderness. And welcome to the Extra Magic Hour. How is everyone doing tonight? Sam, how are you doing tonight, my friend? The podcast uh- princess herself <laughs> here right now. I am. I'm good. I'm good. You're you guys good, always right? make me laugh, so I'm Talk. glad to be here. Well, the listeners didn't hear the four outtakes we did before this of me trying to do the intro. So um, that's I'm all good. I'm still crying. <laughs> um, we are so happy again to be blessed with the presence of Mr. Chris Alardi from Disney Done Differently and Airbnb Podcast. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. It's great to to see you guys again or right. hear you guys. I forget that it's audio. Blessed, well, we can, cursed. Well, we can still see. We, we can see each other right now. So when we're recording, this, we kidding. can actually see each other. But uh, excited, excited to be here. A lot of Disney news this week. A lot of parks news. And that's why I need to get some help this week because I don't know a lot about Walt Disney World. So I know well, you live there. how dare down. you? I'm I'm working on it though, and I'm hoping to learn more tonight. I'm hoping to learn about Beverly, which I hear is amazing. From, oh, from it's YouTube. delicious! It's it's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an amazing drink. It's an amazing drink, huh? Are you? I we'll tell you all about it later. I feel like you're both lying to me, and we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But uh, uh, Brianna will be along here in a little bit. She is stuck in traffic, but she will be touching touching base oh, with us. Speaking Speak, of Brianna. Speaking of Brianna, she is here right now. Hello, Brianna. Hello. How's How it going tonight? Good. How are you? Good. We just Good. started. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you missed my four outtakes for for the actual opening <laughs> of the show. So, welcome. I hope everyone. How's your day going today? Oh, it was good. I drove a lot. Is that good or bad? Uh, it was good. Well, I didn't plan accordingly, and I thought the place that I was going to was only two hours away, and it ended up being over three hours away. Oh, geez. So, and I decided I still wanted to go because I had already planned it, and so that's why well, I'm a little late. No problem. We're glad to have you. We have a lot of parks news to cover. I want to yes. dive dive into our shows real quick. Um, make sure you check out the Waltz Apartment live stream every Wednesday night on Facebook. 
We have the Disney Beat host, uh, hosted by Sean Nyberg, who is not with us tonight. He is still on his Walt Disney World hangover. So he's hoping, hoping to be back with us next week on the live stream and also Extra Magic Hour in two weeks where he's going to go through his trip with us. Um, check out his show every Monday. Um, he covers all the news from the DisneySider.com and uh, just starts off your week with some great Disney news. Uh, Force Friday is uh, Amber and Jay do a uh, Star Wars-themed podcast um, when they can. I know that they're going to be doing more here in the future. We have some stuff starting uh Bad Bats starting and some other stuff. So they'll be doing some stuff starting back up in May. Marvel Tribe, which all four of us were a part of last uh, last Sunday. So, Chris, thank you for joining. I mean, Brianna, thank you for joining us. So yeah. Chris is part of the show now, so I apologize for that. Chris is a full-time. We you. That's right. <laughs> He's a full-time Marvel Tribe guy now. So um, two more episodes of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier left. Then we need to decide what we're going to talk about on the Marvel Tribe for a month before Loki, Loki comes out. Uh, Dizology podcast. Sam, what was the topic again last week for Dizology? Um, how Walt Disney invented the quote nature documentary unquote. Right. I've listened to half of it at work. Uh, I got, I've gotten sidetracked like 10 times. I heard about Nanook of the North. I thought that was like, wasn't a real thing. But that's, I guess that is a real thing. So that's good to know. Um, what's your topic for next week? We are coming up between two topics. So we haven't okay. decided yet. Okay. We've got two that we're working on. And that comes out on Tuesdays, right? Yes. Okay. So for one Tuesday will be an episode release. And the following Tuesday is a live show. Oh, on so next Dizology. week's your live show, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Next week is our live show. Perfect. So that would be on the, I believe, 20th yeah, of April. Sure. Yes. On 420. You can, you can check out the live stream on Dizology. So enjoy that. Um, this weekend, Sam and I are so excited. Well, I don't know how excited Sam is. I'm very excited because I I'm found... excited. Okay, good. Because we're interviewing uh, Gina Rock. She is the longest flying Tinkerbell to fly from the Matterhorn. She did it from 1983 to 2005 and i know me and brianna have been to disneyland and to seen tinkerbell flying behind the castle back and forth um i've read some interviews from from gina rock and heard some of her stuff and um i want to ask her a few questions because she says that the the way she lands doing the tinkerbell wasn't the best um, i guess she just dropped, dropped on some mattresses to the, to the to the point to where other Disney cast members would run to her and make sure she was okay every night she did it. So I'm looking forward to talking to her, and it's going to be really exciting. So, um, yeah, that's it. Chris, tell us about Disney Done Differently and the Airbnb podcast. Well, uh, every Wednesday on YouTube, Disney Done Differently, just taking my passion for food from my professional career and mixing it with my passion for Disney. Um Every Wednesday on YouTube, that comes out. Uh, Airbnb, Disney podcast, food correspondent. Um, I've been sharing some videos, some quick tips on their channel and uh, having just fun with it. And, uh, uh, I was going to be Tinkerbell, but I was a half a pound over the ah, limit. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's why just a half a pound. Well, but you know, water weight. Um, it's all good. I mean, but we do. I do love your videos. You did a Monte Cristo video, which... But I love the Monte Cristo. You've made drinks for both Sam and Brianna on on one of your on one of your videos. So we all appreciate you very much. If you do not follow Disney Done Differently, please do on YouTube and Facebook. Um, 
So we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into the news. There's a lots of park news to talk about this week. Sam was gonna do an Imagineer focus on Marty Sklar, right? Marty Sklar, yeah. Marty Sklar. And um, Brianna, you got some tips for us this week for travel tips? Yeah, this week we will kind of uh, piggyback off what we did last week with what you'd bring in your park bag. But this week we're going to go over what you would bring for your children at the park. Okay, perfect. And then we're going to finish off with um, we're going to talk about shopping in the at Walt Disney World because you all three yes. have been there. So we're going to talk about what uh, your favorite places to shop in each park. I have nothing to contribute to that, so I will just be asking you guys questions. But we will get into news. Most of the news is, is found on the disinsider.com. Um, Sean, Sean and myself both do a lot of the writing for the, for the disinsider.com. There's some stuff on here that's not from them, but uh, check us out. Disinsider.com. We're trying to build up the parks page there some more and get some more good parks content out there. So first news story that I'm not sure if it's a news story because I've never been to Walt Disney world, except when I was 16 years old, club cool is reopening this summer so chris what is club cool so club cool used to be a um it's not there right now um but it used to be just uh soda not pop soda from around it's around soda. the world it's so, pop. <laughs> so it was soda from around the world and, wait i'm gonna um, stop you for a second Okay. So you're in Florida. Yeah. Right. Sam, you're in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Brianna, you're from all over the world, all over the country. You've been, where are you originally from? Originally from Ohio. Okay. So it's also, a Midwest thing. Okay. So that, I'm from California. It's soda. He's from New York. So is it, is it called pop? Is it called soda in New York as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so it is, soda. it is soda. So I've never heard, I've heard it called pop. But I mean, technically, I think the full is soda pop. So we're both we right. just so we have taken the, we have taken the two and just split it and but we fight soda, over which one's right. Soda pop was a character in the outsiders. <laughs> soda pop. Curtis. You guys know what outsiders is? No. What did he wear on his shirt? What do you have on his shirt? Brianna, you've never seen the outsiders? I don't think so. No. Is it? Well, I thought it was a book. It was a book. Okay, I right? grew up without ca- oh. cables. So. Wow! 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 If, if you wow. could look on our screen here, where we record, you got the two, <laughs> you got the two old guys on on the right side, and the two young ladies on the left too. So, if I said do it for Johnny, you guys you, have no clue. No. Neither one of you. Stay golden, Pony Wait, Boy. Yeah, oh, Pony Boy. I I read the book. Okay. Read the book. I didn't okay. watch. I didn't know it was like on TV or anything. There's a couple of um of the actors in that movie that they have a good future. Oh my god. Okay, I'm <laughs> gonna say. I just looked it up. It was in 1983. I wasn't okay. even born. I wasn't either. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't around for the original showing of the Ten Commandments, but I've seen that. I haven't seen that either. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so ladies, neither one of you has seen The Outsiders? I've No, I've read no. it. You, okay, you've read the book, but you've never seen the movie. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I have they might have showed it to me in school like after. I, know. I think I feel like I saw it in school wow. like Wait. after we read the book. Has I was Ralph like the book Ma- is Ralph starting Macchio, to sound Ralph Macchio, Patrick yeah. Swayze, right? Chris? Yeah, Patrick I feel Swayze, like Ralph Macchio, C. Thomas Howell, C. Thomas Howell. My God, Rob. Lowe. I feel like yeah, Rob I Lowe. saw. Okay, wasn't he the Bachelor? I... Emilio Estevez. 
you say was he the bachelor? Pablo was a bachelor, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, am I wrong? Wait, was Pablo? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Are these the guys that eat the chocolate cake for breakfast? <laughs> Cherry Valley. Oh, Socias, greases. Because uh, greasers sound familiar now. I feel like I've guys, also read this book. Have you guys Hold seen on. Parks and Rec? No. <laughs> oh, it was Sean Lowe. <laughs> it was the bachelor. <laughs> do, do you guys watch like 911 Texas Lone Star? No. <laughs> What? Oh, <laughs> you, don't know like... Rob, you don't know who Rob Lowe is, really? No. Okay, but I have determined that I did watch The Outsiders in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. In school. After right. I read yeah. the book. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, are these the ones that ate chocolate cake for breakfast? Because our teacher brought in chocolate cake and chocolate milk for us to eat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> chocolate cake, chocolate cake reminds me of Matilda. Is this Wild? the wrong movie? No, what he's okay. eating chocolate cake, sitting on the floor of the living room, wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's all right. I like, was like what, eighth grade, so I was 13 when I watched this last. It's on Tubi for free. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Don't bother. Wow. <laughs> From Thank what I do remember, bother. the film quality now, was awful. Sean, now I understand why you asked me to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guarantee wow. you Sean Nyberg has seen this. Well, it, half of America has. I say more well, than We have half. now determined that we've both read the book. And, and we've seen it, yeah. but it we obviously spent, wasn't that memorable. Yeah. <laughs> we spent four minutes on this. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so so um, Club Cool, go Club ahead. Cool, it's soda from around pop, the world. Pop. <laughs> and uh, and what it was famous for, they actually had a challenge at one point um, that you could sign up for, and you had to drink all of the actual sodas available. So just picture a regular Ooh. soda fountain, it's like when you go to Coke World. Yeah, yeah. The drinks from around the Cokes from around the world. Yeah, and Beverly. Was the ultimate favorite for everybody. Absolutely. And everybody loved it. Brianna, break yes. the tie because they told me that they're telling me Beverly's good. Oh, it's amazing. It. Are you all <laughs> lying to me right now? So, <clears throat> Beverly is an acquired taste. It is Italian chicory soda, not Italian chicory pop, but it is, um, <laughs> it is very bitter, more bitter than tonic. And a lot of people like to have uh, fun by giving it to their little children in the middle of the Disney vacation. And I will say it is the stickiest floor in yes. all yes. of Walt all Disney of World. Yes. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, um, me, Bill, Barry, Chris, Sam have a group chat that we talk in. And they sent like this video of this guy. Was, was, was he the guy that was in Club Cool? That Sunny whatever? Yes. No, so no Sunny Eclipse. Eclipse? Sunny yeah, Eclipse. No, 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 no. Sunny Eclipse? No. 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 He's at Cosmic Ray Starlight. Don't laugh at me. I have no idea of no. anything in Walt Disney World. It's, I have no it's idea. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, it, it would be like you doing a review of The Outsiders. Not knowing. <laughs> chocolate cake. That's all I'm going yeah. <laughs> to. He's just writing notes over here about chocolate cake. Okay, so... Guys, thoughts on Club Cool coming back? Sam, what do you think? Are you excited? Can you not wait to 
drank some of your favorite drink, Beverly? No, I really don't care. Okay, <laughs> I mean, Club Cool. I like Club Cool. I I mean, I like that it's in the park, but mm-hmm. I did I didn't necessarily miss that it wasn't there my last trip. And I mean, I don't drink Beverly anyway, so I don't care. Brianna? I don't have like a favorite drink. Okay. I I mean, yeah, kind of neutral. I am. I will go back into Club Cool when it's there, but I don't think I would have necessarily been completely upset if it never came back. But um, yeah, sure. and I I like people watching, and yeah, when the friend goes, yeah, you've got to try the Beverly; it's so good, and then they drink it and like spit it out. <laughs> um, but uh, I like the melon soda; it's good. So yes. Yes. melon, yes. yes. You just called it soda. Thank I you. did call it soda just for you guys. <laughs> I had to pause for a second to like. Trader. I know. Oh. Trader, you're not welcome back in the Midwest. Oh, Beverly actually reminds That's me of fine. a trip. Um, I actually, I refused to go on Mission Space. And I told my wife that I would drink as much Beverly as she demanded. So I did not have to go on Mission Space. You're going to puke either way. I'm yeah, so, in- gets yeah. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by this now. Yeah. So, but I, I can't a- wait to someday maybe try Beverly, which that sounds weird to say, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So also um, announced last week, um, the uh, Walt Disney World has started to allow maskless social distanced photos. Um, if you... Or, you know, it's been obviously since the pandemic, you've had to have your masks on for all your photos. And now just last week, they've decided to release that, that you can take a uh, properly social distanced maskless photo if you're standing still. What are I know this is a con- con- kind of controversial, just, but there's both sides of this. Um, Chris, what do you what are your thoughts on the idea of being able to take maskless photos now? You know, I mean, we're, we've been so used to the masks since, yeah. you know, the inception of it. Um, I've been to the parks many times since, mm-hmm. you know, they reopened. I've taken some pictures with my family that I do say um, after I get the photo pass, I'm like, oh, this would have been a great picture if we didn't have the mask. Right. But at the same time, I think you can look back and remember the time that it was. And, yeah. um, you know, and as long as everyone is doing what they're supposed to do, take the mask down, be stationary, take the picture, move yep. on from there. I'm um, I'm okay with that. Perfect. Um, Sam, Brianna, any thoughts? I I agree with Chris. I was gonna say like Disney has been pretty great about enforcing their mask rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they they will be continuously, you know reinforcing it and i yeah. think i think the cast members are gonna make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be i've heard the cast members have been just amazing with how they're handling the masks and you know making sure that you keep them up and you can't be walking or whatever so they're disney cast members they're just right. amazing they are amazing anyways um but i do i do think that it, it's a good a step in the right direction for some sense of normal i miss seeing smiles Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like chris said if we're stationary if you're not walking around the park in somebody else's space right and you're just pulling it down to smile because what if that's like your only trip to exactly you've waited 10 years to take your kids to disney and you finally have enough and you can't even see the smile on their face that makes me sad so yeah brianna how about you any thoughts 
Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same way as long as that the rules are being followed and people are being cautious. I'm yeah. completely okay with it. I do think that it could potentially be a slippery slope and people trying to use it as an excuse. Um, oh, but like sure. we have said, um, cast members are great about um, enforcing their rules. So I just hope that people um, follow these rules, um, make sure that you are social distance when you are pulling your mask down and don't use this as an excuse to just start pulling your mask down everywhere yep. in line and stuff like that. So as long as people are being respectful, I'm good with it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious if when Disneyland opens, if they will follow suit, I don't think they will at first, but I, I don't um, think so. I don't think so, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So we're going to dive into some Disneyland stuff in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> next story on here is uh Last week, it, I think it was Thursday or Friday, it was reported that Trader Sam has been removed from the Jungle Cruise at Walt Disney World. So um, we knew this was coming, and we knew that they were doing the, the makeover for the Jungle Cruise going towards the Society of, was it, what's it called? Society of Explorers. Society of Explorers and Adventurers. That's right. They're, 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 sw- they're switching more to that, to that storyline, which I think is going to be cool. I love the Jungle Cruise. I'm all about keeping stuff as it should be, but I get the idea of changing this. You know, the the reasoning why they're taking some of this stuff out. Um, I did also see today that it was reported that the hippopotamus poll is actually gone now too, where the people that are on the poll is actually gone as well now. So at, at, at Walt Disney World, they're leaving the ride open while they do the refurb. I know at Disneyland, when it reopens, it will not be, it won't be running. They, they won't be open, but um. Thoughts on the changes to Jungle Cruise? Do you agree with the changes that they're doing? Um, Brianna, go first. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree with the changes. I'm glad these are being made. And I think that what they are doing is still going to keep the integrity of the ride. I mean, the rides, again, all about these jokes and a funny um, skipper and just having a good time. Um, I was kind of sad at some of the reactions. I feel like when we first got the announcement about the Jungle Cruise, I even talked about how I felt like everybody was being very uh, civil and like okay with the switches. And then as soon as this one first happened, there was a lot of negative pushback, Mm -hmm. but hopefully people will you know, just understand why this is being done, that this is a good thing, um, that yeah. we're still having the jungle cruise like this. Oh, we're yeah. still having this ride. Um, and it's still, it's still going to be the jungle cruise. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm ready to see what they're going to put in. Absolutely. Chris, what do you think, buddy? So <clears throat> as Brianna said, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for the changes. Um, the man himself, Walt said, it'll never be finished. So yep. changes will come. Um, there is only one way that I'll be upset with it. And that's if, <clears throat> excuse me, we get to the location where Trader Sam was and they've replaced it with an animatronic of the rock because he's going to be in the movie, the jungle cruise, the way they did pirates of the Caribbean right. with Johnny Depp. I don't want to see that. According to anything I've, I've read or heard, they're not putting anything from the movie yeah. in this. So yeah. that's, I think that'll be good because I think the movie will come and go. The ride will stay there. Um, Sam, what are your thoughts? I, I actually am really excited for it. One, I love the Society of Explorers and Adventures. Um, I'm really excited to see them tie the um, Jungle Navigation Company in more and share the sea story more. It ac- actually takes me back to when... Walt like first came to Mark Davis and said, Hey, I need you to rework the jungle cruise because there was like a, a mom and their child standing in line and 
the mom's like, no, we're not going to do this because we've already we've already ridden it and nothing ever changes in it. Right. Well, it's kind of like once you've done the Jungle Cruise so many times, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you get a really good skipper. <laughs> That's true. The, the skipper makes a difference. Yes, it does. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it, it's nice getting a facelift and, and getting a new story every once in a while while still keeping, like Brianna said, the integrity, the humor of the uh, of the attraction. And I do think it's a step in the right direction for Disney to be removing something that could be culturally insensitive. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. I'm going to take a quick – I want to say something real quick. Um, Tim, who a lot of people know who Tim is, he's one of the hosts that's never been on the show since we've restarted because he's always working. Um, he's actually at Walt Disney World right now. It's this is Thursday night. I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's still there, but he is sending me a boatload of pictures, and some of these pictures he sent are absolutely amazing. And I'm gonna put some of them on our on our social media. I might send some of these to you, Brianna. I put on the Instagram because some of yeah. these pictures are, are absolutely amazing. That he's some videos of Rise of the Resistance, but I had to go there. Tim, we're thinking about you. Hope you're having a great time. You have two more days there, and get back to work so I don't have to do your job anymore because it's driving me crazy. So, <laughs> um, next story, I want to dive in. You got you you guys actually touched a lot last night on the uh, the lightsaber. So if you want to hear about the lightsaber, listen to Walt's Apartment podcast on our on our feed as well. Um, um, Amber dove into that, and um, I think it's going to be cool. Unless you guys want to, if you got, would you guys buy a lightsaber? I, like Chris said, I don't think it's going to be for the park. I think it's going to be more for the hotel because of the because of the way that. Um, it's going to work. So I can't wait to see the videos. I know when this happened, Chris was uh, screenshotting us pictures of what's her Carly. What is it? Carly Weiss. Is that her name? Carly Weisel. Just losing her mind over seeing the, seeing the lightsaber. She <laughs> blibbity, blobbity, beep, 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 beep. I, I just saw a lightsaber, a real lightsaber, pop, pop, up. I can't believe this. I just saw an effing real lightsaber and just on and on and on. I wish I could have seen it. I heard some of the people have seen it, but um, have any of you seen that actual video of the lightsaber? No, no, I don't think I they've released not. anything. Yeah, well, Carly the, saw it somehow, and I wonder how she yeah, saw it. Yeah, she so. well, she's a reporter, and she was part of that. Um, yeah. I listened, I have her uh, her Patreon and was listening to her yeah, podcast about it. She's, and, she's great. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love her. Um, shout out to her when her podcast yeah. comes back. Very amusing. Um, it absolutely. is the most entertaining podcast that I could listen it's, to. So, wait, <laughs> Brianna. Most. Wait, what? <laughs> Brianna, wow. you're supposed to hype us up. Uh, no. You're on, you're on like, <laughs> ours, you're on like, ours is a good like second place compared now. <laughs> but wow. okay, okay, we first. <laughs> Brianna, you're, 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 yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Brianna. <laughs> um, no, because hers is completely different than ours. So it's fine. So come I've to us for news and then real, come I've to her for really her good. ranting. Um, so, but I've if you want really some good. news, yeah, come to us. We are the best. And yeah. We're better than ParksCon, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I guess that's a shit show too, huh? ParksCon. Guys. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> what? Be nice. All right. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Let's go by what I've read. So, Chris, I really liked your idea yesterday. <laughs> about, But, Chris, what you said made a lot of sense because obviously they're making really good money. It's Savvy's Workshop, right? That's the lightsabers? Yes. Uh, they're making good money there. Like they're not going to take that experience away. They're they're going to make this as a huge incentive for people to spend more money when they're staying in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if they're going to allow it to be. You know, when they put out a patent of that, can it be that 
um, you can leave with it. I mean, I'm sure Disney will sell anything, right? But at the same time, I, that's why I just have a feeling it's going to be part of the experience. They've spent the money to make this above and beyond. Let's give it to that dedicated. Now, I don't know how that affects Disneyland um, because I'm sure they're not going to just do it just for one park and not the other. So be interesting. Okay. We're going to find out soon. We will. Um, next story I want to talk about. I'm going to switch over, switch over to Disneyland now. It was announced last week as well that on June 4th, Avengers Campus will finally open at Disneyland. Um, which is cool because um, I, I was at Disneyland. I think the, the week, I think the last time I was there was the last week that Bug, a Bugs Land was open. I think I was there a week after it closed. And it was they had this. It was all closed off already, and everyone's like, "How the hell can you get rid of Bugs Land? Bugs Land's amazing. Bugs Land was not amazing. It was like three little rides for kids and some little water water fixtures. And what they've done now, well, I cannot wait to see it. Um, using the tower, the uh, tower as a background, the Mission Breakout Tower as a background for this whole whole land. You have the, and you're right, Chris. I did not put in my article about the uh, animatronic um, Spider Man, which I should have. But uh, um, you have the Web Slinger attraction, you have the Pim's Kitchen, you have the Doctor Strange um, spell casting training Sorcerer situation. Training. Sorcerer, yeah. <laughs> Sorcerer is just a wizard without a hat, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Brianna, you've been to Disneyland. What are your thoughts on the U- Avengers Campus? What are your thoughts? Um, I'm really excited for it. I think it's uh, it's finally come true that um, when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, I remember everyone being mad. They're like, it's so ugly. Um, yep. It doesn't match the theme anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so out of place. Well, now now it's back in place, guys. Yep. Where we've got this beautiful Avengers campus coming and the the Guardians of the Galaxy ride right there. Like, it's um, I'm so excited to see this. Yeah. I love new lands anyway, because I love seeing the new technology come out. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing what we can do anymore. <laughs> like that's like, like, Oh yeah. Especially when you walk in and you just feel like you're in a different world and you see things like I'm, we've talked about the Spider-Man animatronic already, but I was like, just ready to see something like that and just be in awe. Like I'm so excited. Like yeah. I love these immersive parks. I love everything that comes out. Like I love the technology. I just love everything. I'm mm-hmm. excited. <laughs> I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy opened, right in front of it, there was a sign that said Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Down in the in the there's just flowers all around it. Down the flowers, there was just a, a hatch door and it had the Avengers logo on it. And everyone's like, what the heck is this? Remember that? Remember that, Brianna? Just that hat. There's just that there's just a little hat. I'm not a hat, not little, but it looked like a like a manhole cover. Okay. It, had oh. Avengers, it had the Avengers logo on it. No one knew what it meant. Now everyone knows what it means. So now we all know. You want to hear yeah. something funny? Yep. Yesterday, Chris and I looked at each other and said, "What the hell is a Bugs Land?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you. So Bugs Land was was um, you walked into it, and off to the right, I mean, off to the left was this theater. Which has to have the tough to be a bug show, the same thing that Walt Disney uh-huh. World, I believe, has. It's the same show. That's the only thing that stayed from a Bugs Land was that 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 building structure, which is now part of the the Web Slinger attraction. So everything else was leveled. You had three other rides in there, I believe. What one was a little like you you, you went around in a circle of, of like um, yeah. 
I just remember Heimlich, um, Heimlich's choo choo train. train. Yeah, that's probably the best thing in there. <laughs> yeah, that was you know, but the the um the one that spun around is now the um emotional whirlwind. The up is it not up? I'm sorry. What's the other? What's the movie I'm thinking of? Uh, Inside Out. Inside, Inside Out. out. Yeah. Now that's now the emotional whirlwind, which is just like a it's just a circle ride where it goes up and it just you fly for a few minutes. But yeah, it was two rides like that, and then the the choo choo train, which is actually at Pixar now. They actually took part part parts of it, and it, it's in the Pixar building in California. But yeah, um, Sam, I know you haven't been to Disneyland. I'm sure you read my yet, amazing. I'm sure you read really my awesome to. article on on this. So I um, did. You thoughts? you wrote some great articles this week. Yeah. Well, Sean was um, out of town, so someone had to. <laughs> <laughs> that made it you i'm actually really excited uh definitely gives me more incentive if i yeah. did not have enough already to get to disneyland yeah. the only thing i want to add is that that you know leaping animatronic of spider-man might make me want to play pinata <laughs> <laughs> jeez well, Chris was back I just for to, that. i had to wait for Chris to come back to say that <laughs> life cold Luckily, the garage door wouldn't go down. So, I, you know, <laughs> 11 you o'clock at night on the East Coast, I get told, yeah. uh, she's like, you better fix the garage door. I can't get it to come down. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think the animatronic is really cool. And if you saw the Imagineering story on, on Disney Plus, you saw just like the first shots of that. What a cool idea. And I, you guys talked about it last night on the on the live stream. And um, I, I think it's going to be really cool. That whole land's. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're doing that with the land over what was there before. And I'm yeah, not one. But why not... is it Spider-Man? Because he's amazing. It says it in the title of the book. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be an amazing piñata. Uh, Give me a bat. Give me a broom. Did I miss? Did I miss about the uh, Hank's Pim's no. kitchen? No. no. Being a no. being a chef. What do you think about that? I put a few things in the article. They. Having like this micro pasta with huge ass meatballs and stuff like that, and then the the panini sandwich. So, yeah, they. I'm very surprised they have not released the menu yet. And but I think it's going to be endless puns on food, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be very exciting. It's going to give me personally a ton of material. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I really think they're gonna. They're. they're I'm I'm glad to see a land that was focused with not just putting in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't just put in a, you know, okay, we need to have a quick serve here and we'll call it Adventures Quick Serve. Right. They actually it's themed and it makes sense to the theming of it. You know, so it's a lot of space. I'm I I Brianna has been there, uh, but it's a lot of space that they're using to to do this and I can't wait. I know that they're also going to have a Quinjet and in the in the phase two of this, a Quinjet attraction, which will be like your guys's I see your guys's, but uh your guys's Pandora ride where you kind of sit in and fly in jetpacks. I know that's like for oh, that's for, cool. for, for, for for phase two of this. Um yeah, I, I I can't wait to see it next March when I finally get to go back. <laughs> the other genius thing I think they did, yeah, you know, with we're fifteen days as of today from the park's yeah. opening. Yep. And they pushed it to June fourth. Now that- uh, they that they could have opened it, right? Oh, it's been it's it's been done since I think November. It's been completely done. So it's so, yeah. They're playing capacity well. They have to. They have. Yeah, to. yeah they're being safe. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. Very smart doing that. 
So, which brings me up, oh, what, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, real quick, Haunted Mansion is uh, getting a few upgrades. Haunted Mansion was actually, if you don't know about Disneyland's Haunted Mansion compared to Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion, uh, for the fall, uh, it actually does a complete makeover into Nightmare Before Christmas. And it goes from, I think, uh, end of August till uh, January. It's shut down in Jan. It's shut down in January to be taken down for its. You know, they they it takes about a month for it to actually take down to convert back to to a haunted mansion. But when they took it down this last time, they said we're going to do a refurb as well. They repainted some of it, added some new stuff into it. Um, Brianna, you did the article article last night. What some of the stuff? I know they added the picture and they added some queuing effects. I believe. Yeah, the, um, most of it kind of seems to be during the walkthrough and just kind yeah. of some like facelifts, like some new wallpapers, some new curtains, um, a, a pet graveyard. Again, why <laughs> don't right. don't take your pets there, guys? Um, if you hear voices telling you to bury your pets there, don't do it read Stephen King's pet cemetery. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, but, uh, then there is a painting called April to December. That is a, like a two phase painting of a woman and it goes back and forth. That yeah. looks really cool. So it's a nice little facelift just for David when he gets to ride. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> um, so a question about, um, Walt Disney world haunted mansion, the stretching room, do you actually lower or, do, or mm -hmm. does the room, does the room go up? The ceiling goes up in Walt Disney World. It does go up. Okay. Because I know yeah. at Disneyland, it's actually part of the ride. You have to actually use it to, to get down yeah. below. Well, so they're I'm, not using it right now at Walt Disney World. You're just walking through. Right. That, that, that's that's my curiosity is that when Disneyland opens in 15 days from when we're recording this, um, how are they, how are you going to get into it? Because at Walt Disney World, at, at Disneyland, you walk into the stretching room and it's like the idea is you're standing in the elevator, but it's actually dropping you down probably – 20 30 feet because it takes you out because you then you do the walkway which takes you outside the park to get you into the show building for the ride so i'm really curious what they will do for the for the queue for for haunted mansion when it does re, when it opens on april 30th i don't know i'm um, that's probably one of the most exciting things i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do you might have to go in the exit because you can't just go in mm -hmm. and jump down because it's it's going to it's going to be different how they're going to do it so have Brianna, faith they'll be fine yeah. oh i'm sure i'm sure it'll be great so <laughs> Now, last thing on Disneyland, uh, Sean Nyberg did an article today. Uh, today is April 15th when we're recording this. And on April 15th, you were able to go in as a California resident and buy um, park tickets for, for Disneyland. Because right now when Disneyland reopens, it's only for California residents. Um, there was so, so many people. No, it, it, I agree with you. Because if it wasn't, I'd be going somehow in the next couple of months. I would figure out a way to go. There would be no doubt about it. Because I have... I have a bunch of military tickets that are going to expire in December and I can't use them unless I use them before then. So I don't think I'm going to be able to make it before then if, if something doesn't change. But um, according to Sean's article, and I've read this all day on Twitter, Sean was talking about it and I saw some uh, Mr. Cheesy Pop was talking about it. Fresh Baked was talking about it. These servers crashed on the Disneyland website when you're trying to buy tickets, completely crashed, um, shut down. Sounds People like typical Disney. Yeah. <laughs> People waited. I saw someone say they were waiting for like six hours to get tickets. Oh, my gosh. Um, Mr. Cheesy Pop, Max Glick, was at uh, Universal Studios this evening, still on his phone, waiting to try to get on to, to see if he can get tickets. It's just so it shows you that no one's getting favoritism because you would think some of these park, park vloggers or bloggers that would get some kind of treatment and they don't at all because Max did not get some. I know Best Life and Beyond got theirs a couple of days ago, but 
yeah, shut down. And I did find out at the end of the day that April 30th, which is the opening day for Disneyland Resort, Disneyland itself is completely sold out. So, which we kind of expect that at that 25% yeah. capacity. So that's that's all of our parks news. We had a lot this week to, to go over. Do you guys have anything else you want to add regarding any kind of parks news? There was the the one more about Disney um, changing their guidelines oh, for the I Disney look. Oh, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. You're fine. Yeah. Another amazing article. Um, yeah. Disney look, which this should have happened a long time ago. And I, and I know, understand why it hasn't because Walt was very strict on dress code and wanted things to be a certain way. And if you ever gone to Disneyland, Disney World, you notice that the cast members are completely looking good, clean cut, minimal facial hair, um, no jewelry, no nail polish. That's no all tattoos. changing. What, yeah. yeah, no tattoos, which which is changing now, which I think is awesome. Um, they're gonna, it's going to include people that have headdressing, that have to wear head, headdressing, something like that. They're okay with it. Like I said, tat- no no face tattoos, no neck tattoos, um, minimal jewelry. There's some pictures on the article that I wrote of uh, the Haunted Mansion cast member. He actually has a hoop earring, which you never would have seen that before. So Yeah, I'm, there's some different costume alternatives, um, yeah. uh, gender-inclusive hairstyles. Mm-hmm. So they are allowing for more gender expression, more self-expression in general, Absolutely. and more cultural representation. Yeah, which I think is awesome. It's about time. Um, if you don't know Disney, they have basically it's got like five key, four keys, kind of to like their whole program. The fifth key now is inclusion, is inclusion, which is which includes every, which include. If I had the article, I could bring up. But um, Josh Josh Diamaro talked about it about in, basically including everyone for being who you are. And good, it's about damn time. I, I think it's there's no. I don't know. I'm I'm very. I'm, I have very heavy thoughts on that because I I don't see people for their color or for their gender or their sexual preference. I don't see people that way. I see them as people. And I'm glad that this is going that way and we're taking a different turn. I'll get off my soapbox. Brianna, what do you think? Yeah, I'm also uh, very glad that this is happening. I also very much believe that this should have happened a long time ago. I did not know that people were not allowed to wear like hijabs and niqabs like i didn't know that was a thing i never realized and it's kind of outrageous and i'm glad that this is now being Mm -hmm. more inclusive um like i was in complete shock when i read that article and realized that that wasn't allowed um those things are very personal religious um garments and they definitely need to be allowed um i'm glad that we are thinking into more of yeah gender inclusivity and allowing people to have these expressions i mean people one wait their whole lives and really want to work at disney and are okay taking these steps and it's one of those things where these small changes that they're making to allow people to wear what they want never negates from what they're able to do as Mm -hmm. cast members. They will be doing the exact same job. So anybody that is upset about what these look like and what cast members are going to look like, just need to stop because these are the, still the same cast members that you have always had. They're just being allowed to express themselves more, which should be allowed. So it'll make them happier. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm very happy for this. And yeah, this should have happened a while ago, but we will take it now. Absolutely. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I agree a hundred percent, you know, especially, you know, 
if this is their religion or whatever it is, um, just like you, Sean, I don't see color creed. Mm-hmm. It's it's it is it is. I, I what's the value of the person? I'm looking forward to seeing that once everything's back open, meaning travel, how this affects uh, Epcot. Because in Epcot, in the World Pavilion, um, were cast members from their countries. And the one thing that was always a little muted was that, yes, they're from that country, but they're wearing the Disney uniform. And they'll still be in the uniform, but they'll be able to express it a little bit more, probably. So I look at that. And I just say the quote from the Sherman brothers is just, uh, you know, just one moon and one golden sun. Right. Yep, so absolutely go with that. How about you, Sam? What do you think? I thought I already went. I mean, I think it's oh, great. Um, okay. I, I think it's important for Disney to be doing this. Yep. They are taking steps in. I keep saying in the right direction today. I've said that right. this is the third time I've said this, but I mean, they're doing it in their Disney Plus shows. They're showing yep. us, you know, different different things that are society, societal issues. They are trying to be more culturally responsive um, in their films and with For their sure. film content creators, with their m- filmmakers. They're getting more um, buy-in from different cultures when they're making films. So lots of moves yeah. that need to be need to be made. Yeah, it's 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 funny you mention all that stuff because like I've done this for a couple of years podcast. And I've never been more proud to talk about something or you know we obviously talk about Disney. That's what our focus is, and good for good for them for all this stuff. And I'm very happy to to do this. You know, it's funny you talk about the the jewelry. My daughter when she worked at um, Hollywood Studios in the Great Movie Ride, the she always would wear bracelets. She wore like five or six bracelets on her arms and she had one, her, her nickname was Chichi that she got from a friend in Mexico that was tied onto her arm and she couldn't, and she knew when she went there, she couldn't wear it anymore. So we cut it off before she left. And, and she was talking to her the other day and she goes, this is, I wish it was happened a couple of years ago when I was there, but at least it's happening now and I'm happy it's happening. So yeah. So that's all of our parks news this week. Um, Check out our stuff on DisneySider.com, and we will try to keep you updated as much as we can on on Parks News. Sam, tell us about Marty Sklar. Oh, Marty Sklar. Pretty much (laughs) anything that you heard Walt ever say was likely written at some point by Marty Sklar. I mean, Walt probably changed it because he had a big, bold personality. But Marty often wrote the words that Walt was supposed to say. So all of the television series that you saw – Walt do any public speaking. Marty was the man kind of writing that for him. Marty was actually really young when he started with the Walt Disney Company. He was an editor of the University of California at Los Angeles Daily Bruin Campus newspaper, and they pulled him over to write the Disneyland news for the opening year of Disneyland. And Walt liked his style and basically brought him into Imagineering where it wasn't Imagineering at the time. It was, you know, wed, but he brought him in as publishing and or publicity and marketing. And he started doing Vacation Land magazine. He joined WDI in 61 to kind of do some things for the World's Fair for General Electric, Ford, Pepsi, and UNICEF. UNICEF would be the little doggy thing that they had. Um, what was his name? Oh, Nip. 
that, that little guy. Um, everybody's probably like, Sam, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, oh, Nipper. No, Nipper. Oh, he was the RCA dog. Never mind. Nipper was the RCA dog. Strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> I got there eventually. It just took me a second. Um, so during his years at Disney, Marty... Again, wrote Walt's words, any publications, television appearances, special films, and even Walt's 20-minute movie uh, for Epcot. Everything was kind of written around Marty or from by Marty. I actually have a fun story, funny story that my friend um, who's an Imagineer told me. And if you listen to that original tape, you can hear... <laughs> You can hear Marty and uh, Walt arguing over the pronunciation of Kissimmee. <laughs> and, and Walt kept saying it wrong. And at one point he goes, kissing my ass, Marty. <laughs> so that's a fun story. <laughs> he became an Imagineering officer in 74 and was appointed the vice president of concepts and planning. He basically had his hand in developing Every every park. Marty touched every single park. And he was vice vice uh, president and vice chairman of the company for about 10 years. And then when he did retire and got his service and leadership award and he became a Disney legend, he then became the ambassador for Imagineering and he traveled around the like the world and the country giving presentations on um, theme park design and on the Disney way and just doing all of these things to kind of share what was working for the company all over the world and just spreading the Disney magic all around. Unfortunately, Marty is no longer with us, but I do have a, a funny story that I can share if you guys want. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I hope I don't get in trouble for sharing this. So Roger, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But I have a friend who was an Imagineer. Um, I, hope he he is, would... I hope he is listening. Hi, Raj. Hi, Roger. Um, <laughs> he, he was an Imagineer, um, and he was – in California, and they were going to transfer him to Florida because they had a project they wanted him to work on in Florida to be a um, creative director for it, and he did not want to go. And they're like, well, you're going to have to talk to Marty. And Marty goes, uh, he goes in and talks to Marty, and Marty's like, sit down. And he's like, okay, well, I don't want to go to Florida. And he goes, listen, I'm going to choke you. <laughs> and <laughs> oh. And he was like, what? Like, he's sitting there like, Marty Sklar is going to choke me? And, and he proceeded to choke him emotionally, to choke him up. He's thinking, you know, come on, Marty, do you need to go out to the parking lot over here and, like, duke it out? But instead, Marty gave him a bunch of emotional reasons why it would be a good reason to him for him to move to Florida with his family and take on that project. And he did. Marty emotionally choked him up uh my my imagineering friend did move to florida he ended up becoming the creative director for one man stream nice. and um it was a good move so marty marty definitely was an inspiration for him marty inspired pretty much everybody right. who went through imagineering ever like no. he 
he's up there, it, 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 the best of the best. Right. Now, didn't Brian Collins say that that's who he interviewed with? Or he met Marty Sklar? He, he has. Yeah, he, he, met, has. he has met him. Going back to the ear story with one ear off of the off of the Mickey Mouse ears from our yes, Waltz Department yes. podcast a few weeks ago. Yes, Brian yeah. said he ripped an ear off the Mickey, uh, the yeah. Mickey hat and sent it in as a ransom note. <laughs> hey, but hey, that that was the creative edge he needed to right. um, to get himself in. So, if you've watched the Imagineering story, Marty Sklar was probably the big. I say he's probably the biggest part of that whole series. I think he was the the. He's pretty much in it the whole time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, like I said, he's the only person who had his hand in every single park. Right. And you, you said a story a while back that when Walt, before Walt died, the, um, from when Pirates was being built, wasn't it Marty that he had ride that go through the ride to, through the walkthrough? No, was um, it Marty? I think it was Roger. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I think My it was bad. Roger. I can't okay. remember. Okay. No problem. So yeah. do you have any more on Marty? Oh, did, All right. Do you want more? <laughs> no, I mean I could. We could talk about. You know me. I can talk about Imagineers and Disney parks. I could do this. This could be. A oh, I do have something else. Actually, yeah. Marty had. Um, Marty was known for his pin hat. He wore a pin hat and he kept pins on on it that were, you know, like Disney Park pins or mm-hmm. just international pins. And they all connected to stories. And there's actually a book about Marty's pins, and each it tells each story um, right he's got on. a couple of a couple of books the dream it do it book is a really good one Mar- marty's the man yes he is um rest in peace man for he's, sure yeah he's he's definitely the the one imagineer that i've always looked up and always followed um and there was a thing that i had a couple of years ago that he wrote like these 10 commandments for yes. for the imagineers and one that yes. i always remember um, my background in hospitality and restaurants. Um, but he actually said, um, identify the prime audience for your attraction or show before mm-hmm. the design. You begin yep. the design. And to me, if you take that into anything you do, of course, you yeah. think about the customer's end of it yep. before you go and create something. And, um, you know, that's people say to me all the time, you know, they're like, Oh, you're going to Disney, right? Everyone gets, Oh, you're going to Disney world again. You're going to, and when I start to explain stuff like this and then they're like, Oh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's so, yeah. Yeah. They're uh, Marty's commandments are actually called the Mickey's 10 commandments. Yeah, and Mickey. when you, when you hear, I'll, I'll read them to you because I have them in front of me, but when you read read them you're like this is how every business should be run this is like as a teacher most of these relate to me this is how people should carry themselves in their careers pretty much no matter what their careers are they're just foundations of being good at what you do right and we know that disney is good at what they do oh for sure Um, before you read them real quick um um, talking about those 10 commandments um my boss when i my I, I sell cars. I work for Chevy, basically, and um, Chevy goes to Disney every year and trains to learn. They call it the Disney way. That's that's this. They take what how how Disney treats their employees and they instill that onto Chevy employees. And um, he said he'd he'd mentioned the Ten Commandments. He said there's some Ten Commandments book by some guy that they read, and you know I'm. I'm a sleazy car salesman, but if if you think about these ten, if you think about these ten commandments that she's about that Sam's about to read, 
it, it does work for any business that you possibly could think of because they go there to learn how Disney does it because Disney is the best, like Chris said, at hospitality and taking care of their customers and providing a show for their customers. So go ahead, Sam. Right. Number one, know your audience. Don't bore people. Talk down to them or lose them by assuming that they know what you know. Yep. As a teacher, that's like the number one. You have to front load information. You have to provide background information because, I mean, we hadn't seen the movies that Disney gave us. Some of these lands would make zero sense to us. Like, they know their audience. They know what movies have been successful, and that's what they're giving us. 100%. Number two, wear your guest shoes. Insist that designers, staff, and your board members experience your facility as visitors as often as possible. That is an imagineering rule. They have to go walk their part, the park as guests. Bob Chapik, Bob Chapik, go, <laughs> go and read number two. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Number three, organize the flow of people and ideas. Use good storytelling techniques. Tell good stories, not lectures. Lay out your exhibit with a clear logic. Everything at Disney flows. It's cohesive. They try not to interrupt the story that they're telling. Number four, create a weenie. Lead visitors from one area to another by creating visual magnets and giving visitors rewards for making the journey. Like thinking about walking through Magic Kingdom, you see the you're drawn to the castle, then you're drawn to Space Mountain, you're drawn to Big Thunder Mountain. Like you're 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 constantly being pulled to the next area of the park. You're drawn mm-hmm. to the Haunted Mansion. Like you see something that is constantly pulling you in. Uh, so those weenies are actually very important in Disney culture. Uh, and like I said, they cause the story to not be interrupted. They're they're pulling you into the next story, the next adventure. Number five, communicate with visual literacy. Make good use of all the nonverbal ways of communication. Color, shape, form, texture. (laughs) I laugh about that one because we were just talking about the, um, what is it called? Uh, Never mind. I'm thinking about the... No, no, no. the paint paint that they use for the cast... Go away green. Think about the go away green. No, I don't want to talk about that conversation again. <laughs> uh, I did get a little feisty, didn't I? Number six, avoid well, I had, overload. I had your back, girl. Don't worry. I had your back. <laughs> Number six, avoid overload. Resist the temptation to tell too much, to have too many objects. Don't force people to swallow more than they can digest. Try to stimulate and provide guidance to those who want more. So it's offer more without shoving it down people's throats. Um, Seven, tell one story at a time. If you have a lot of information, divide it into distinct, logical, organized stories. People can absorb and retain information more clearly if the path to the next concept is clear and logical. Number eight, avoid contradiction. Clear institutional identity helps give you the competitive edge. Public needs to know who you are and what differentiates you from other institutions they may have seen. Hello. There is nothing else like Disney parks out there when it comes to the theme park industry. Right. You know what you're getting from Disney and you know you're not going to get that anywhere else. So there you go. Disney avoids contradiction. Number nine, for every ounce of treatment, provide a ton of fun. 
How do you woo people from all other temptations? Give people plenty of opportunity to enjoy themselves by emphasizing ways that let people participate in the experience and by making your environment rich and appealing to all senses. Hey, Disney activates all of your senses. They're constantly pulling you from one smell to the next, one visual appeal to the next, one auditory sense to the next. Um, and that was the start of that conversation the other night. Was talking about that exact topic. <laughs> the smell it, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, number ten. This is the most important one, I think. Keep it up. Never underestimate the importance of cleanliness and routine maintenance. For sure. People expect to get a good show every time. People will comment more on broken and dirty stuff. If there's something that's gross. You're going to hear about that more than you're going to hear about the things that are going well. So don't give them something to talk about. <laughs> there you go. Mickey's there Ten Commandments. Uh, Marty Sklar does have a book on that as as well as, you know, his stories on pin hats, his dream it, do it. Marty, Marty's a great author, too. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sam, for the okay. Marty Sklar update. Um, we are keeping Chris up really, really late. It's almost midnight. You don't care? No. It's, okay, fine. I, no, I'm totally Goodness. fine. I'm talking right, Disney with three friends. Right. That... So, <laughs> so I want to thank our sponsor, Getaway Today. Um, check out Getaway Today, especially now that Disneyland is reopened. You can actually buy tickets for Disneyland from Getaway Today. Um, the websites have been just as busy as Disneyland's, but um, check them out, Getaway Today. There is also, I'm going to provide a link that was given to us by Getaway Today to click on to actually buy tickets through us through getaway today from Malt's apartment. So uh, check that out. I'll put the, I'll put that new link in the show notes this week. Um, so check out getaway today. You can book your trip within 500 days and um, $200 down, pay the rest before you go um, getaway today. They are awesome. 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 And we will go into some travel tips with Brianna. Brianna real quickly. Tell us about um, what kids should take with them on a trip. I know we talked last week about what the parents should pack, but what the kids should pack as well. Yeah, so um, if you're taking kids, it starts to become a whole new world when you go to Disney. Yeah, um, to, <laughs> I do not have kids, so Sean and all of you guys, if you want to chime in anytime, go for it. Um, Leave the kids at home. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, as a person that goes to Disney a lot by herself, I agree. No, but I think having a kid would be fun too. No, I will say there is nothing like experiencing the eye, like Disney through the eyes of your child. It's It's the best. It's the best thing ever, honestly. Yeah. I know. I was like, my niece has wanted to go for a while and hopefully after COVID we can make it happen. But she came up to me one time and she goes, Aunt Brie, mommy said that four-year-olds can't go to Disney, but I know other four-year-olds go to Disney. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we'll, we'll figure it out, kiddo. She's not four anymore, but hopefully we will figure it out soon. <laughs> um, so just kind of making your kid comfortable in the parks, um, entertaining in the parks, because there's always long waits. It's hot, especially if we're, spe- I mean, even in Disneyland, uh, um, Disneyland and Walt Disney World are extremely hot 
most of the year. So those are like two big goals that you would have with your children. Um, when you go into a hotel, you're going to be staying in a new place. So bringing comfort items like a blanket or a toy for your child that they have that they love um, can make them feel more comfortable in the hotel along with a nightlight or anything that they may need. Um, a lot of people talk about noise machines or music boxes for their children or even themselves as well. Um, most Disney Resort hotels do have um, certain like pack and plays and cribs for children if needed, but they are first come first serve. So if there is something you would want, there are specific pack and plays that are meant for travel. They pack up super light. They're usually around 10 pounds. They pack up into a backpack. You're easily able to check them on a plane if you're, if you're flying. Um, these can be very convenient. It is something else that you would have to bring. But if, especially if you're going during a peak time, there is potential that you would not get one of these because they are first come. For sir, they're also they're not bringing comfortable. your own. I, they're they, like I, baby jails. They look, uh, yeah, they don't look great. Um, bringing your own, that especially the way that these um, are so compact, um, highly recommend. Um, another thing you will need during the parks is something you can also bring as a stroller. There are different ways that you can rent strollers, um, either through Disney or through different companies around Orlando that will drop them off at the hotel and pick them back up. One that I always hear good reviews from is Kingdom Strollers. Um, these seem super simple, um, just ways to get strollers. Again, if you have children or if you'd like to pack a lot of things into your stroller, bringing your own might be the best way to go. There are different um, stroller size guidelines, so make sure you check the Disney website and that if yours is compliant with that, if you are bringing your own. Um, all strollers kind of look the same. So if you are parking your stroller somewhere, make sure you bring, I don't know, a ribbon, something, something colorful to tie onto your stroller to keep it standing out. Um, right now with um, COVID, um, most cast members are not moving strollers like they usually do. Sometimes they will try to compact them to be able to put, like be able to fit more strollers into the stroller parking area. So your stroller may be moved right now. Again, with the um, COVID, they don't seem to be doing that, but that doesn't mean that like by the time that you park your stroller and then leave and come back that everything around has changed so just to have that familiarity with something quickly and just saving that little bit of time especially with kids is helpful other things you might want to connect to your stroller are different um, i don't know what they're called but they're those giant like hooks that people use and you can connect bags and water bottles and everything to them and they can hang right off your stroller and just make gum um, storage a lot more convenient and easier along with fans i know i uh, last week we talked about personal handheld fans there are fans that connect like connect right to the stroller that way kids aren't having to hold them they don't drop them and connected right to the stroller helping your kids stay cool while in the stroller or throughout the park um talked about how hot it is if you do go in the winter times um it does get a little cool especially in the evenings there are um specific stroller blankets that like will attach to your stroller and fold up very compact so these are nice to have um, for those cooler evenings, which don't happen very often, but, you know, like sometimes between like January and February, that's about it. <laughs> um, I, I will recommend too, they have very thin muslin blankets that are nice to toss over the stroller that keep the sun out too. So if the baby falls asleep <laughs> napping during the day and um, strollers, I really love the Zoe brand strollers for the parks. They're they are the most compact strollers, like, when it comes to carrying. I could fold the entire sh 
Here's me getting on a Disney bus, picking, because you have to take kids out of the strollers if you're getting on a Disney bus. You can't just, you know, roll them on there. So picking up the kid, putting them on my hip, you can grab the stroller with one hand, collapse it while holding the kid on your other hip, and the stroller is a whole five pounds. But it's not like an umbrella stroller. It's got a full canopy. The canopy goes all the way down. Um, so I, I really recommend the Zoe brand. We use our Zoe stroller every time we go and I I love it. It's lightweight, um, less than five pounds collapses with one hand while holding a sleeping child and folds up really compact. So, and it's big enough for like your five-year-old now, like it's been good girl stages. Yep. She, she's still, um, I, I don't know that I would use it for like a newborn, but like probably six months or up. Okay. But they do nope. have, like, newborn strollers. I actually can add to this, believe it or not. I have right. my, so first trip from my daughter, we took her at five. And the rule was, I'm not doing a stroller. If she can't walk, you can't explain she needs to use the restroom, I'm not doing it. Um, real quick, just backstory on that. We're walking in. Uh, we scanned the card, right? No magic bands back in 2013 it was. And it starts pouring rain and she sits down and there's a bunch of us that are just under some shelter and we're still outside. And she goes, this is boring, daddy. <laughs> and I turn around to a bunch of people around me and I go on the other side of that wall, your life is going to be changed forever. Deal with this. <laughs> and everybody started clapping, <laughs> but things that we brought um, at the five-year-old age were, we hit up the dollar store and bought a bunch of glow sticks waiting for the parade. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. She yep. did a whole bunch of that. And the cool thing was we told her she had to give two of them out. She always mm-hmm. had to give oh, to another cool. kid. Um, so that was something that entertained her. And then um, we we saved up money. You know, she had to do at five years old some type of chore so she can make Disney money. And that's what Till today, she's 13 now, and of course, that account has gotten a lot bigger, and the chores have gotten a lot smaller. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was that so she can purchase whatever she wanted. But it taught her that I can't buy everything in the Emporium. I need, I can buy, Daddy, do I have enough money? And even if she didn't, she was going to get that. But it was a teaching lesson. And I think that's the one thing. And I'm a big believer in if you're going to take your children to the most magical place on earth, you have to understand they're going to want things. It's like you can't back in the day when it was Toys R Us and I was taken as a child to be told that my mother was buying a gift for a friend and I'm not getting anything. That wasn't cool. And I just it drives me crazy when I say we're not buying anything in Magic Kingdom or, you know, and it just pack patience. That's something that has to go in every bag is the patience. But seeing it through a child's eyes is something that will never change. Oh, I will sure. say, too, have um, they have covers for the strollers, too. You, you, when you were talking about rain, they have. Um, so when you're when you park that stroller and you're going to get in a queue to to get on a ride, um, it's going to start pouring when you're in that queue. And you're going to come out and your stroller is going to be soaking wet. So cover it before you go in <laughs> with like. Brianna, the, I'm going to give you an cover. amazing patent that you got to create. Okay, Brianna. Okay. So I love it because it's entertaining to me. We take a break and people watch. 
when people have in their strollers and they leave their snacks available oh, the and you get to watch the ducks and the squirrels. So come up with something that just locks so that they don't do that. I mean, I'll lose my entertainment, but <laughs> that's hysterical that I get to see all of that. Oh, and it's amazing that you, you know, chill, you, they start the park in strollers and then you watch them in scooters later on as they our elders. So it's a big similarity with covers and rain. So great ideas, Brianna. Okay. Did you have um, any more any more additions? Brianna? I did. Um, I can go quickly. Um, yeah. So I was going to talk about rain covers uh, specifically. Uh, companies make those, uh, or like the company that your stroller um, is by, also have specific ones as well. Sometimes, um, small kids. Uh, something that I thought was really cool and I didn't fully think of uh, was a clip for the pacifier, so you're not constantly losing the pacifier on the ground and having to sanitize and clean it. All day, yeah. along with uh, disposable placemats. Um, I did buy these for my little cousins and my nieces when they were younger. Um, they just like unfold. There's a little sticky part in the back. They sit down. They don't move. And you can place food on it, especially now with COVID. It's just like a nice little clean area for like finger foods for toddlers and uh, containers for food. There's a lot of different containers now that like kids can hold and flip every which way. And it's got a swivel. So like your food's not flying. Just a way to save snacks. So the, you know, the goldfish aren't going everywhere um going with that just like specific snacks for your child like every child has like their kind of like comfort snacks specific snacks that they want and they want it right then when you're in the park on long days it's nice to have those things that have familiarity just to have like um and sometimes food lines are long especially now with covid and mobile ordering and um limited people a lot into stores um having your own snacks and everything just kind of packed away um can save you a lot of time I think we talked a little bit about it last week with the Ziploc baggies, just having um, an extra change of clothes for your kids. We've talked already about how it rains constantly in Florida <laughs> and uh, water rides. Uh, right now there's like, um, they're not open, but different like splash areas and things for kids. So having that extra set of clothes again, to keep them comfortable. Or Happy potty birthday. accidents. There you go. <laughs> or, or spilling. Any accidents. All for accidents. Sure. Kids get dirty. <laughs> Yeah. Um, as kids get older, they can carry their own backpack, uh, um, just like with entertainment, even with younger kids, some sort of entertainment for lines. Lines do get long. Um, coloring books, notebooks, um, like uh, different games, phone games, uh, tablets. I don't know if iPod touches are still a thing, but stuff like that. Um, <laughs> autograph books. When there's, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I was like, I know. Like I had like, well, I was like, all of my cousins had like their little iPod touch and like they could like, you know, it had little games. So it's basically a phone without cell service. Um, although they, <laughs> My cousin used to text me on it all the time. She was five years old. And if I wasn't like home directly after work, because I lived with my aunt and my cousin, I would get text messages from my five-year-old cousin. Where are you? <laughs> Fun times. Um, yeah, uh, notebooks, autograph books right now. We're not meeting characters, but hopefully someday soon we will get those autograph books back out and ready to go. Um, one thing I learned and I did not know um, as we've kind of talked about, magic bands are slowly phasing out, but we still have magic bands. Um, 
If your child is wearing your magic band and somehow gets separated from you, cast members can scan the magic band and see who you're connected with to get you back to your family faster. So if your kid will wear a magic band, have them wear their magic band because it is a form of um, ID for them. Um, One thing I also thought was cool was moms that would make little ID cards if their kids carried a backpack or something um, with um, like allergy information and contact information on them. They also have a thing where you can do temporary tattoos with like a parent's cell phone number or um, like if the kid does have allergies or something, you can get a temporary tattoo made to put it on the kid's arm. That's cool. like, I feel like I would sweat lost, it off. Please <laughs> call this number. <laughs> Little brand, brand your children. Actually, no, I think all safety measures are good. So um, anything can happen. Yeah. I think that's the fault, <laughs> Chris guys. is like, don't tattoo your kids. Take them to the tattoo shop. Get it done. <laughs> Get a permanent one. <laughs> yep. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You guys have seen that movie, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. No. No, I just said no regrets <laughs> for no okay. reason. Good point. Sorry. Are you good, Brianna, with all of your yep. kid kitty travel tips? Kitty travel tips. Yeah, appreciate and, uh, it. A little fast motion, but hey, I think I got them all. Perfect. I appreciate great. it. So we want to finish up. We have um I want to go ask you guys some shopping questions about Walt Disney World Resort, if you're cool with that, because I never, like I said, when I was there, I think there was just Epcot and Walt Disney World. So, um, Sam, where's your favorite place to shop in Epcot? Um, I don't know the names of places. Perfect. This is, but I, honestly, I don't I actually don't shop a lot in the parks um, unless there's something that Haley wants. Like, right. Um, I, I don't buy a lot for myself in the parks. I spend most of my time and money at World of Disney. In mm. Disney Springs, <laughs> we originally were going to do this this topic for Sean to, before he went on his trip. Chris but, is um, like, no, Sam, no, Sam. But World of Disney basically has everything you need, so I 100 percent agree with you there because that they have the same thing at Disney. What are you shaking your head for? No, that's not true. Okay, it's not true. There okay, are certain me. shops that have only specific things. See, Brianna, okay. she doesn't want to shake her head a lot, but she <laughs> she knows I'm right. Okay. Especially but, in Epcot. But. Yes. So, so we'll tell Epcot, us that. Epcot, listen, the most famous one is Mouse Gears. Not the Mouse Gears that's there today, but the original Mouse Gears. Mm-hmm. That's the best place to shop. Um, and we were speaking earlier about the uh, Beverly and the Club Cool. Mm-hmm. I believe that's going to be attached to the new Mouse Gears, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that that is where you go to shop in Epcot. For Brianna, me, what do you think? <laughs> yep, I was also going to say Mouse Gear. It's one of my favorite, like, through all of Disney property. I feel like they, um, it's just, I don't know if it's just as big, but it's, I mean, it's giant. Um, it's, like, big, like the Emporium and World of Disney. And for some reason, I feel like I can find things there that are sold out at other stores. Like, okay. when you're trying to find, like, that lounge fly or that spirit jersey, if it's sold out everywhere else, I can, u- like, usually find it at mouse gear if it's still Mm -hmm. like available at the resort somewhere it's usually at mouse gear uh actually i i learned at magic kingdom last time i was there if there's something that you want and it's supposed to be in a store and it's not and you ask them they will try and locate it on property for you and tell you where it is or have it or or you can hold they'll hold it for you you can you can do it on the app correct i've done it on i've scanned the item and it I, tells you, right? 
they used to have a second shopping app along with Shop Disney. I don't remember what it was called. And you used to be able to yeah, scan everything and it would pop up and tell you what store it is. Or it could it would tell you if it was available online and you could like ship it right to your house like while you were shopping in Disney World. Um, I don't know. I think they were trying to combine that and Shop Disney. I've just never tried it again yeah. with like all of the apps and like the My Disney experience. So I don't fully know how it all works anymore. I- um you know what's missing I, is the sending from the shops back to the resort. Now I've stayed on property and that was a huge advantage. Or even to the front of the park. No, because of the pandemic, they stopped yeah. with, yeah. with all of that. And I never knew it was the actual item. I always thought, like, yeah, okay, we take this behind the register and then some warehouse sends it to the hotel. Right. But it's the uh, actual item. So Yeah. Um I used to work at the uh, zoo in Ohio and we used to do all of that look up like they'd be like we want this animal like stuffed animal and I'm like okay and I'm like looking at my computer giraffe stuffed animal and it pops up every store that has a giraffe stuffed animal and be like you can go here or they'd be like we want to send this to the front of the store and I have to pack it all up fill out a slip tell it where it's going call someone to come get it they come get it and then take it up to the front (laughs) It was, I mean, it was always nice for them and I still take advantage of that kind of stuff too, but um, it was always an interesting time. Um, I felt really bad the one time one of our, I sent up a glass figure and it got broken before it made it to the front of the Way to go, Brianna. Good job, Brianna. Hey, you, I wasn't you the one that some broke kids it. Day. I literally it was an adult, like some annual pass holder that bought this like zoo member and they just like and they call and tell me they're like, we dropped it and broke it. I'm like, okay, like and then they're like, Do you not have enough tissue paper? And I was like, I've got tissue paper, there's tissue paper on it. I'm not the one that dropped it. Right. <laughs> it was a it was an ordeal that day. <laughs> over a glass stingray. Makes never forget the, never right, forget so the glass we stingray. Mouse, <laughs> got mouse gears. Chris, uh, Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios, what do you think? So Sam had to help me with the actual name. I knew the location, but it's... World of Disney? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stage One Company, I believe is the name. And if it's wrong, it's the last store on the right-hand side as you're heading towards Tower of Terror. And the reason I like that one is um, I started a collection for my daughter with, they have the figurines for um, Beauty and the Beast. So Lumiere was there and Clogsworth. And now they just came out with the wardrobe. So you got to complete the collection. So I get that. (laughs) Perfect. How about you, Brianna? I, you know, I don't think I've done a lot of shopping in Hollywood studios. I know there's a bunch of stores right there at the front and they're always fun to go through, but yeah, I don't think I really have a specific one. Okay. Sam, you? Um, Haley really likes the ones over by like the Disney Junior meet and greets. There's lots of plushies and stuffies over there. She really <laughs> likes those. There you go. All right. So, Brianna, uh, Animal Kingdom. This is another one where I don't really know if I have a specific shop. Um, okay. No yeah. Problem. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Sam, how about you? Uh, Pandora, whichever, okay. like, whatever that the one is that when you come off of, um, Flight of Passage, when you like the shop with all the banshees and stuff. 
this sucks not knowing what you're talking about. Honestly, sitting here not knowing anywhere where you're talking about, it drives me crazy, but it's okay. Chris, how about you, buddy? Uh, it's called Disney Outfitters, and it's oh, like yeah, right by the, it's right by like the Tree of Life area, I guess. Okay. Kind of. But uh, yeah, they have some different stuff in there. So that's okay. Cool. Last park is Magic Kingdom. Sam, do you have any specific uh, stores you like in Magic Kingdom? I mean, everything on Main Street. But, but is there an emporium prob- there? Yeah. There is an important okay. Mm-hmm. Um, confectionery probably. Okay. Just just the smell when you walk into the mm. confectionery. <laughs> I know that in Disneyland they have the Emporium, they have the Candy Palace, they have, uh, yeah, I don't know if they have the same stuff in at Walt Disney World. So, but those are a couple in, at Disneyland. I would say the Emporium for sure. It's kind of like it in the Park World of Disney has everything. It's right there on the corner. Um, but we're not talking about Disneyland. Someday we'll talk about that. Brianna, what do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say like, the Emporium, um, the one that's in Tomorrowland, and I can't think of what it's called right now. It's not the one coming out of Space Mountain, but like the one by Anti Gravity's. Yeah, think? yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one has some good stuff. It's like I don't, I, I cannot remember its name, but yes, the one right by the ice cream place. Okay, Chris, <laughs> how about you, buddy? It's called the uh, Bonjour Village Gifts, and it's in Fantasyland. Um, it's it oh, it's a Beauty and the Beast themed. Um, cool. I'm stuff. sensing a theme with Chris, right? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's my wife's favorite movie. It's uh, it, it's a classic, and it's got. I sing the opening. You want to hear it? It's only 20 minutes. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> go for it. Um, but the reason for that that shop um, is it actually. Um, it was closed because of the pandemic and all of that, right? They and social distancing, but because of the fiftieth, they're redoing the art shop on Main Street, and they opened up this location and moved all the art into there. Um, when I was there a few weeks ago on that trip, um, I, I walked in and they said, "Today's our opening day." Spoke to me in French for like three seconds and then explained to me that it's none of that stuff I was looking for is available. <laughs> oh, Haley really likes Big Top too. Okay. And that's that yeah. Magic Kingdom as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I, think, area. I think our next episode, we will do a shopping at Disneyland and uh, Disney California Adventure just because so I know what we're talking about. Because <laughs> there's some cool places to shop there too. There's, we'll get into it next time. How's that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Please. So this brings us to the end of our extra magic hour for this week. Sam, where can we find you on the internet? Tisology podcast, yes. all over the place at Walt's apartment yes. podcast, behind the lamp, behind the and lamp, and follow us, Becky, all over us. the place. Indeed. Brianna, how about you? Let me guess. Is it Brianna underscore K seven? Yes. Yes. On, on, Instagram. Instagram. on Instagram, yes, I listen. Just Brianna underscore K on Twitter and then yeah. the Waltz Apartment Instagram page. Come hang out. Do you understand Twitter? Uh, kind of. Yeah, you can do the Twitter page too if you want because we have one of those. I can tweet. I can make some weird yeah. tweets. I'm sure. You have four thousand followers. I don't know. I mean, all I ever do is like the Disney Insider stuff. I don't know what to do on Twitter. But hey, it's cool. Chris, where can we? Yes. Thank you again for joining us, buddy. Well, um, I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been a great week. I mean, yeah. I got to spend three three of the five days so far of my week has been with Brianna. So, yeah. not yeah. out of the park finally. What the heck? 
<laughs> we don't care about Sam. So <laughs> well, every Wednesday on YouTube, you can oh, find wow. differently. Um, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Clubhouse. Uh, you can search my name. Thanks to the Blared Hulk, I now have a Clubhouse spot. And uh, Sean, uh, I love when you're on there. And uh, <laughs> I've tried that once, dude. It was the weirdest thing. What the thing. heck? What? <laughs> Keeps like, okay. Yeah. I'm not going on stage with you anymore. I'm not going on stage ever again. I have you talked on there? Yeah. No, I I did it once. It was the weirdest damn thing. I I know. I, I, I can host on a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I like Disneyland. You guys are doing a good job. Thank you so much. I don't know what else to say, but I can host for a podcast a week. But I don't know what the hell to say to a bunch of people that Me like Disney. Too. Right? It was the weirdest thing I've done. Why is Chris just so like... So I will finish with, as Brianna said, her favorite podcast that she listens to is Sally's. I enjoy listening to Dizology. So, oh, okay. Uh, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Dizology is really cool. I love the topics they have. Um, yes. yes. So from all... <laughs> um, I've, I take it back. Uh, Spider-Man's not my pinata. Chris's. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave it at that. Thank you for joining us this week for the Extra Magic Hour. For Sam, Brianna, Chris, and myself, Sean, we thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you have a magical day. Good night, everyone. Night.